What if you did work? What if you took action and made it happen and started living inside of your purpose? What if you did work? Right now you can make the choice to never listen to that negative voice no more. The hardest prison to escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work? Well, Ken, I, like I have to say, I'm honored and I know all about you and all that. But if I introduced you, I'm such a, a big fan and all that it would probably take five or 10 minutes. So introduce yourself. Hey, my name is Ken Dawson. And probably the number one thing you need to know about me is I know two really cool people. Um, one of them um, is Grant Cardone and the other guy's Omar Madrano. I, you don't need to know anything else other than that. I'm good. Hey, believe it or not, we're all connected with Grant Cardone. We're both we're we're both licensees, except you actually do the job. You actually work. While me, I'm like one day, one day, one day. So, but but you got me off my ass. But here, I'll I'll tell everybody a funny story. I was still stuck working or not even living because I was stuck with Smoothie King and all that. And you asked me, which I was honored. And it was right before the book and all that came out. You're like, hey, would you like to tell your story and all that? And you opened up a world of possibilities because of what you did for me. I, I wrote a book, now the podcast. And actually, I might start actually working as a coach, just oh, like you, man. One day I'm working on that. Though. I love it, dude. I love it. Yeah, your, uh, your book, I'm um, obviously, um, your books, you know, huge. Tons of people in our community have read it. Um, your story, I've said this before, there's probably been two or three quotes or two or three stories over the podcast that we've done over the past year. Um, now, probably 15 months we've been doing a podcast. Um, your story is probably one of my favorite, um, one of my favorite stories about your, your, your high school assistant principal or teacher and then your, and then your graduation um, from LSU, dude. That's, that's just, that is an unbelievably powerful, powerful story. Um, yeah, so that's been one of the, like I said, well, one of the, my favorite well, stories. You, you know, people can either listen. Right. I, I'm not a good listener. That, that's why I realized I was an entrepreneur because I, 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 I'm the type of guy, give me a coloring book and I'm going to color outside the lines. Don't tell me what to do. And, you know, for that, that guy actually motivated me because I, it wasn't like I'm like, I wanted the world of academia. I wasn't even really thinking about college or postgraduate and all that. But when that guy did say, hey, it's going to be a cold day in hell, but the day I graduated college, it was two choices. Either I could be like, hey, assistant principal, you are so right. I apologize. And but hey, you don't none of us need academia. None of us needed college to be successful. But at the time, academia brainwashed everybody into believing that. So I had two choices. Yeah. Really, it was either to prove him right or prove him wrong. And from that moment, I was like, I was determined to go to college. It was more what he said than what my mom said, because my mom's greatest words of wisdom was because she's another one, academia. She's like, Omar, you suck at manual labor. You're lazy. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I can't see you digging ditches. So you yeah. better go to college. Yeah, I love that. Yeah, I love that, dude. I remember one of my first jobs in high school. Actually, I worked in a couple restaurants when I was like in ninth grade, tenth grade. One of my first jobs in the state of Michigan, um, we did a summer was one of them was roofing, roofing houses, and one of them was doing cinder block. And um, dude, I'm like, I figured out real quick, dude, this is not for me. This is not the life I love. I love the gym. I love working out. I love playing ball. I grew up playing sports. Dude, man, that big on manual labor stuff, bro. That's not, I just, I knew that wasn't for me quick. And uh, I don't know if it was an entrepreneur in me just going, eh, you know, people, but, you know, again, same thing for you. Hey, you're lazy. No, I just, I always, I always had a gift of finding out the best and easiest way to do something. If I don't have to extend extra energy on something, that means I've got it stored up for something else I want to do or something else that's important for me. Well, why is it that people always go, well, to work hard, shouldn't it have always been work smarter and yeah. not harder? I, yeah. I mean, it, it, it's weird because we, we, we get that mixed up. I'd rather tell people work smarter, scale, get rich. Because, I mean, the ditch digger, 
And there's plenty of people out there that bust their asses yeah, and, and they're, yeah. they're not millionaires. So to me, it's all, it should be, Hey, yeah. don't bust it. If you're working hard, then you're, you're doing something wrong. And, and that's what, what I would tell somebody. Yeah. It's all, it's almost the opposite of what we talk about. So I've got my, I've got my, my, uh, I got my GSD planner right here and look at the air at the very bottom of it. I put my quote that I wrote in my 10 X planner forever. Get in rooms with people who think bigger than you do. And I remember the first, um, the first mastermind, one of the first masterminds that Grant did June of last year. So it's been a little bit over a year, 13 months, uh, 14 months. And I had a buddy of mine call me and this is what he said. He goes, dude, did you hear about the mastermind Grant's doing? Um, it was like June the 18th and 19th. He said, dude, it's 10 grand. And I was like, cool. He goes, and this is the next statement is what he said, which, and, I, and I'll get to what you just talked about. He said this, he goes, he goes, imagine how many years we can cut off or circumvent off of growing our business by being in the room with him for two days, and it only costs us $10,000. And you, we just talked about, it's not necessarily about working harder, but it really is about working smarter. And one of the most intelligent things you can do as an entrepreneur and a business owner is get in rooms with people who think bigger than you do. You, it has been, people have asked me over and over and over and over, Omar, how in the world have you done in GSD and in your real estate business what you've done in the past 18 months? And it, it, it is always relationships, relationships, relationships. How do you get the people to speak at your boot camps? Relationships, relationships, relationships. It's always relationships. It's always being the guy that wants something for them, not from them. But when you get around those type of people, dude, it's... It's unbelievable how it, the lids begin to come off of certain areas, especially leadership areas of your life, and you begin to grow as a leader. And your capacity for leadership begins to just, just literally, there's no ceiling on it. Well, to me, proximity is power. I've, I've learned that, and that's why I'm always in all those masterminds. I, that's why you'll see me going to the Murph, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. And, and that's why whenever, it's not about, to me, if, if we haven't learned what we already have or supposed to learn, then there's something wrong with us. It's not the system. It's that we're pretending not to know what, what we should know. Right. But clearly, my success and everything has been because I've been to all those 10Xs, because I've been to Murfreesboro, because my relationship with you, all, all the people that we meet, all the other Grant Cardone licensees and all that, that that's powerful, man. It's, it's more powerful than. If I went to, I'll date myself. This is my 30th year reunion, high school reunion. And I grew up in a working class area in Miami, Westchester. Now, I love everybody that I grew up with and they're successful, but there's no billionaires out there. There's no people worth hundreds of millions of dollars. So to me, move the needle. We always have this thing. Hey, I want to be the big shot. I, I don't mind being the poorest. I don't mind being being the the dumbest in the room, obviously then I'm in the right room. Because if, if I go somewhere where I'm like walking around, like I'm John Travolta in Saturday night fever and go, Hey, you know what? I'm, I'm throwing down my, my ones and my fives and my tens. This, this is feeling good. Then, then there's something wrong with me. And a lot of, a lot of times though, people love that comfort. Like you'll see middle-aged women, divorced women, they, they they love to hang out with other middle-aged divorced women so they can be like, oh, those guys are, are this. and this. Because everybody loves comfort, but they don't understand to get past comfort. You have to get past comfort to be successful or to change your life. Mm. You know, one of the things you said this minute ago, you were talking about getting in rooms where you're not the smartest guy in the room. In the 1950s, Roger Bannister broke a record no one ever thought could be broken. And that was the four-minute mile. They literally, sports psychologists, sports doctors, physicians, thought the four-minute mile was an impossible feat for mankind. They thought no human would ever do it. And in 1954, Roger Bannister, who was a student at Oxford, gets up, goes out, and runs a sub-four-minute mile. First one ever to do it. They thought it was like, they thought it was an, an, un an unachievable feat or an un unachievable record. Literally within the next 12 months, four other guys did it. Three, now, did people, you know, three yeah. people did it in the same race. 
Being a runner, though, you'll love this. Did you know that medically they thought that anybody that could do that, they would just collapse and die? It, it was like one of those things. It was sort of like the before um, Catherine Schweitzer ran the Boston Marathon. And she did the Yantle or whatever and did the RuPaul, but pretended to be a man to run it. They felt that a woman's ovaries would fall off if you ran 26.2 miles. It's, it's just funny. Yeah, it's crazy, but it, but it's it goes it goes to that mindset issue that we talked about. That when you get in rooms with people who think bigger than you do, what you do is you see possibility and you see hope. And this is, I would say this: if you have a if you have a fixed mindset, that's not what you see. But if you have a growth mindset, that is what you see. You're going to see possibilities. You're going to see inspiration. You're going to see vision. You're going to see hope. You're going to see all the things that you need to see and able to do things in order to do things that you once thought were impossible. And when Roger Bannister broke that record in 1954, four people broke it in the next 12 months. Three, like you said, in one race broke that. It's an, it, it literally is a testament to the power of being in rooms with people who are a lot smarter and have done a lot more than you have because it raises that lid and gives you something to look at to go, dude, this is possible. And I've always been the guy, Omar, that if I walk in a room with somebody like you, you've got franchises, Grant Cardone, you know, Richie Dolan, Sharon Lecter, Tim Story, Anthony Trucks, Coach Burt, you know, David Pollock, John Smoltz, Peerless Price, any, any of the people that I get to spend time with. When I walk in a room with those guys and I see what they do, the first thing it tells me is, if you can do it, I can do it. It gives me something to aim for and something to shoot for, which is which the focus part of who we are as human beings is one of the most important things. Because if we don't see it, it's hard for us to believe that it's possible that we can do it. But when you see other people achieve it and you go, and you have a growth mindset, the fixed mindset goes, ah, oh, there's no way I can get that done. There's no way I can have five smoothie kings and X amount of, you know, super. There's no way I can do what Omar's like. There's no way I can. But if you've got a growth mindset, when you get around people, what it does is, is it excites and ignites something on the inside of you to do something you never thought was possible. Well, it's like that quote. I think Ford said it that whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right. So when somebody tells me right off the bat, I can't do this, I don't argue. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Completely 100%. I, I can't lose weight. I can't run a marathon. I can't work out. I can't. I'm telling you right now, not only can I not run a marathon, I do not want to run a marathon. So I will not run a marathon. Hey, hey, my, my hips will tell you after 25 folds and about a hundred halves, it, it, it ain't worth it. I, I was actually yeah, I, thinking like, cause you know, since we're quote unquote, I don't know whether we, we, we flatten the curve, but finally running's coming back and it's been, I, I tore my ACL and PCL. So I'm like, should I, should I do another PRP stem cell on my knee and try mm -hmm. one last hurrah and all that. But it's like, there's bigger, to me, there's bigger goals. I mean, I'm going to get the cyber hugs and the acknowledgement, not from my mom, because she never did. She doesn't give me those. Mm -hmm. But it's like, <sighs> been there, done that. I, I signed up for a Spartan to do last year. I've done so many of them. I, I have a torn labrum. This is what happens when you, you, go, you excel. I, I mean, I, I love my war wounds. And I'm like, I let it expire because <laughs> at first they canceled because of the corona. Now it's okay. It's who knows. And I'm like, I'm like, fuck it. I, I've done them. I don't, I, I have the medal. I, I, I don't need to roll through mud to say, Hey, look at me. Right. I'm successful. Right. Yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> but some people do, but you know, I'm talking about Sharon Lecter and this, this is why I love being like we, in these rooms full of like successful people at 10 X Uncle G's and it was what February this year or March. I don't know. I don't, I don't have a calendar. And it was like literally like a month before my book came out and I'm sitting having lunch at the same table as Sharon Lecter. Now, where can you, can that possibility happen anywhere else? Except when you, you do invest in, in personal development. Mm -hmm. Dude, here's, here's the thing people don't understand. Dude, I spent over, I spent six figures last year. 
in, in personal development. Now, 25 of that was getting my license, my carbon licensee. But still, over six figures growing, you know, pouring into and growing me and growing my business. And we, there's no way in the world we would be where we are today had we not done that. Oh, and, when people, and when people look at doing stuff, like we've got a boot camp coming up in um, in about six weeks, seven weeks in Vegas. I was out with Bradley this week for my birthday. I was hanging out. I spent four or five hours with him on Monday, I believe it was. We were just hey, happy of, birthday. We're, we're Leo's. Hey, you know, they say that we're, we're not being biased, but they say we're leaders. We're born leaders. Yes, Leo. we are, man. And then only three, only, only 3%. Of people have that high D, high I personality. Like, well, there, there you go, man. That we're we're already in the game. But when you, yeah, I, I've been in the personal development realm for since I did my first firewalk with Tony Robbins mm-hmm. about twenty years yeah. ago. And yeah. when people keep on, because you know they always like talking down to people. So do you still do that? It's it's not like minded people. It's obviously the masses right. and all that. And it's like, have you seen everything that I've accomplished? From 20 years, and it's for fixing my mind, fixing yes. fixing the belief system that constantly. that was filled with me before. Yeah, it's constantly it's a growth mindset. A growth mindset never says I've got I've learned enough. A growth mindset never says I don't need any more other people speaking into my life. You know, a growth mindset never says I've arrived. A growth mindset never says I don't need to be in a room with people who think bigger than me. Like that, that is definitely not a growth mindset and a growth mindset. Like we're talking about events with Grant or with coach or with Sharon. I'd share and speak at my last event um, in Scottsdale. This event I got coming up in in, um, in Vegas. I got Brad Lee, Dave Meltzer, um, Gary Breck is coming. Dude, we've got a whole health track, a whole health kind of part of that. The thing we're doing, because both of us have been on health journeys. You know, when you look at something like that, you would look at a $5,000 price tag. People go, man, that's a lot of money. And I I say this all the time, not for the investment in yourself, it's not. Not for what it's going to do in your personal life, your professional life, and in your financial life. It's not at all. It's not even close to being an expense, a growth mindset. Again, look at that as an investment. I I always tell people, because my ex-wife has a business partner. Now, my ex-wife is still just like us, fully invested in Grant Cardone goes to the boot camps, the business boot camps, the 10X and all that. And her business partner said, hey, I can't spend the $1,000. That's a lot of money to, to go to the last business boot camp. And me and her were rarely in agreement. And we were in agreement with this. I said, "Do you can you imagine the price of not paying the $1,000 to be in that room. Because just, just if you get one nugget or if you, and I've never just gone to one, any type of conference and just gotten one thing out of it. I've always grown from every, every conference and every convention, as long as there's like-minded people, as long as, I mean, there's books, any book out there that somebody recommends, I mean, I'll, I'll read it. Now if they tell me, Hey, have you read the the latest book by, Fifty Shades of Grey, or, or, or you know, because there's people out there that that's that's what people people hate their lives. But if we went, you and I went to any Barnes and Noble across this country, the self development section would be personal growth would be like one aisle, one little aisle, and then the business books would be one aisle. But most Barnes and Nobles are friggin' two stories full of shit that won't get you anywhere, right? Yeah, they're not things that are going to add add value to you and help you progress. And that is, now, granted, you've got to have some time. I think you know. For me, people, I, when I when I work with my one on one consulting clients, most of those guys are, are CEOs, business owners, high, pretty high level entrepreneurs. I do a replenishment cycle with them every time, and it's probably out of everything we do, it's probably the number one thing we do. Because if they're married or they've got a significant other, I had to bring them in, bring them in to do this about a three or four hour exercise. But one of the things in that replenishment cycle is, you know, if, for me, it's movies. Like my brain never shuts down. Like it just doesn't shut down. If I get up at two o'clock in the morning, go to the bathroom at three or four, I cannot look at my phone because if I do, I'm up for an hour and a half. <laughs> I know and, then I'm mad, and then I'm mad at myself because now my wheels are turning and I can't get the chipmunks to slow down long enough for me to go back to sleep. So, you know, again, if you, if you want to read a book and that's something that gets you replenished and refueled your tank, but, you, but what you said is correct in that 
you know, I don't know what the percentage of, of you know, development books or leadership development or, or self-help or something, whatever you want to call it, books are in a, um, I, dude, I've got two I'm reading right now. I mean, literally they're right here in my bag. I've got two that my, one my team is reading. We're reading, and this is one, Carlos Reyes, Secrets of a Millionaire Mind. I, I read that a couple of years ago. It's a great book. This is one that, yeah, and then one, um, Kedma and I are reading together. It's a rocket fuel by Gino Whitman. This is the one about the visionary and the implementer. But dude, it's amazing. Like the first two or three chapters in here where he talks about visionaries, I'm reading it on my going because the first part of the visionary is all the really awesome things about the visionary. And I'm like, yes, that's me. Oh, yes, that's me. I'm the CEO. I'm the visionary. I'm the dreamer. And then the second chapter is all the jacked up stuff that we are and the things that we don't do well. And I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, that, that's me too. Oh, oh, that's me right there. And then it goes in and then it kind of segues into Here's the importance of having an integrator in your life, somebody that is a GSD, a get shit done person in your life, that COO kind of a personality. We, we, See, dude, we, all have, it, we all have to have a team. Uh, I yes, mean, yes. We're, we all, neither one of us or anybody that I know, not even GC or Tony or anybody, nobody can walk on water except for that one carpenter. That, right. That's exactly right. Yep. That's it. Man. Peter walked on water for just a little bit until he paid attention <laughs> to the wind and the waves and then he sank like a rock. So, anyway. <laughs> So he, he, he does get a little bit of credit for making it part of the way. True, true. But you see, uh, we're like-minded people. And I'm, I'm sure you know these, these people as well that, that do go, I, I call them seminar junkies. Uh, they'll download like two books a month on Audible. They'll read the books. They'll go to every seminar and they're preparing. They're preparing. Uh, I'm, I, I'm just waiting for my time. And to me, it, they're just fearful. And they're just looking for any excuse. I'm waiting. That, that's like that's like the parents that say that the newlyweds are like, well, we're we're waiting for the right opportunity to have kids. Right. Well, I I mean, I don't think anybody's waiting. It's never, it's never coming. It's there's never coming. Never, there's never a per. I tell it's you're not. Never gonna be able to afford it either. You're never going to be able to afford it. Like, oh just, no! <laughs> tell me about. It. We both have kids. Yeah, uh, I, I mean, have four daughters, so yeah, I can tell you that it's it's very truthful. Uh, hey, I, I, I got two and, and, you know, they, they keep me either young or old, but you know, each, each his own, but yeah, I, I mean, what do you say to those guys? What, what do you say to that man or woman that, that will read every book and they're like, Ken, Hey, w- what seminar, what book should I read? But yet they do nothing with it. Yeah. I was in, uh, I, I spoke at 10 X headquarters last year for Grant and Jared and Richie. To all the licensees, I know there's 25, 30 licensees from around the country. At that time, there was only about 50 of us. Um, and I remember there was there was two things I remember about this day that, that stick out in my mind. Outside of me speaking, I close. I got to close out the two day. Um, there was a licensee accreditation that Richie did, and I closed it out. I spoke for about 30 minutes at the end. But throughout that process, there was two things that stood out to me. Number one was I was already coaching clients. I bought my licensee twenty five thousand dollars. Um, at that time, I charged 25000 to be able to do a year-long contract with people. I already had three clients. I literally, this was January the 27th, 28th of 2020. I got my I got my license the first week in December. So here we were five, six weeks later, and I've already tripled my $25,000 investment. And two things happened that day that I was like, hmm. Because not everyone who's exposed to Books like what I'm reading, books like what you wrote, my book that's coming out in the next four or five weeks, um, As the Leader Grows, 10X, you know, live events like what you've been to, what I put on, what Grant puts on. Not everyone that goes into those things actually does stuff with it. Two things happened that day. We had one of the, we had one of the licensees who asked me, they said, he said, um, Ken, what makes you think you can charge $25,000 a year to consult Another business owner. And I said, well, number one, 25 grand a year is not enough. Like, like I'm just starting. That's why it's 25. Now it's 75 grand. I, I won't even do it for 25. Now it's 75,000 a year. Number one, I'm worth more than 25 grand a year. Number two, I've done $250 million in real estate transactions. I've built teams in, in the mortgage business, top, top mortgage broker for SunTrust Wholesale and, and Countrywide Wholesale four years in a row in the mid-2000s before the housing market collapsed. Offices in, two offices around Atlanta, one down in Columbus, licensed in three states, crushing it. And I've also planted and pastored churches. 
and built teams there as well and built churches to several hundred people. Like, like that is why I can say I do this. It's so funny because now Jared Glantz going around the room and he's asking people, what's your goal to, what's your revenue goal this year? And guys were saying numbers, you know, 250 grand, 500 grand, one guy said a million. And, and so then he went back around the room and he said, well, how much have you made this year so far? This is obviously January. How much have you made with your licensee? And it was zero, a little bit of money, zero, a little bit of money. He got to the same guy who asked me the question about what, why did I think I could charge 25 grand? And he, and he said, and he asked him, because this guy had been a licensee. He was one of the first like half a dozen licensees. And he said, well, what are you waiting to get your coaching program off the ground? He goes, I'm still working on my content. I've been working on it now for two years. I'll never forget when he said that. I've been working on my content for two years. And Jared just looked at him and he goes, dude, don't you think it's about time to stop working on your content and get an action? I was going to say, is he, was he biting? The, the, the thing with that, though, is that that's one, two, one scarcity, because he didn't believe that people out there could charge 25000 No. And two, he didn't believe in himself when he's like, oh, my gosh, you charge 25000 Yeah. Right there. You said it best. I charge $75,000 now. That's because you know your value. You know your worth. This other person was like, uh, can I charge maybe $20 an hour, $30? That's because he doesn't believe in himself. And he's got such a scarcity mindset that he believes that nobody out there. uh, That's the person. He would be mind blown knowing that Tony charges, what, a million dollars a year? It's insane. Yeah. Yeah. 10% increase. Of whatever you made from last year to this year, yeah. and that I, I mean that 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 to me, the guy should have been like, "Here, keep my twenty five thousand. I'm leaving." Yeah. Well, it's it's the difference between it's the difference between a fixed mindset and a and a growth mindset. Oh, completely. And the, and the problem with fixed mindsets, one of the things that we teach a lot at Growth Stack Drive is um, crushing limiting beliefs, and the definition of a limiting belief. Is something that prohibits you from seeing the potential of your very own future. Like it, it cuts off your ability to be able to dream. It cuts off your ability to be able to see vision. It cuts off your ability to be able to paint the picture of what you want your future to look like. And if you can't dream, you don't have hope. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have hope, dude, it, it's a chore to get out of bed every day. So I, I've got, look, I mean, literally gratitude and affirmations. One of my main affirmations I write down every day, Omar, is this. I will live a life where my heart, my head, and my relationships are in alignment. Why is that important? Because we talk about limiting beliefs. This is huge. Number one, my heart's where I dream. It is where I paint the picture. It is, it is where the passion, the excitement comes from and what I want to do in the future. My head is where my belief system is located. Now, the problem with that is my belief system is what's going to dictate and determine my actions, not my heart. So I've got to have a correct mindset. My heart, my head have got to be in alignment. And then and when those two are in alignment, things will happen. And when those two things get in alignment and things start to happen, then the relationships in your life begin to come in alignment. That's when things scale and begin to move really exponentially in your life and in your business. I completely agree with you. And it's funny because I, whenever I, I, I quote people, how much others charge, I, I haven't, I haven't pitched anybody. So I'm, I'm, I've got a hundred percent. Well, I, I know you, I full disclosure. I don't own smoothie Kings anymore. I'm semi-retired. So I, 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 knew, yeah, I knew you were, I knew you were kind of making a transition. Yeah. So, well, not a transition like on Bruce Jenner, but but I love not that kind of transition. That was not the transition. Well, this day and age, me growing up, a transitions from this job to the next job or this career move. So you know, I just have to be you know, podcast later podcast. I I will still sound the same way I sound as I do now. So yes, I'm I'm transitioning that way. So. Um, but, but definitely I, it, it just, it, it saddens me because you're right. It's about that mindset because I remember telling a teenage boy last, last year, 
because we're going down through the intercoastal, all those people living in high rises and mansions and all that. And he's like, wow, they must be lucky and all that. And I said, the only thing that separates them from you and I is it was their imagination. They expanded their vision. They asked better questions. If you want a Lamborghini, instead of just putting it on a poster board or wishing that manifestation, God wants you to have it. He gave you free will. He wants you to get off your ass and go work for it. But that's it. It's We are only limited by our ideas, by our dreams, by our belief system. Dude, that's, that is so good. And that belief system, you talked about the limitations for us. Again, when you get in rooms with people who think bigger than you, it's amazing. You watch those layers begin to come off and those lids begin to get removed. And it is oh, huge I'm, to get around people. And you can get around. You don't have to. Like Grant's a personal mentor. Um, I mean, I've Sharon Lecter is a personal mentor. Of mine. I mean, I've got some, I've been really fortunate to get around some really amazing people. But you can learn from people even if you don't have. I mean, I have. This is crazy. I told somebody this just I have two billionaires cell phone numbers. Two billionaire cell phone numbers in my phone that I can text at any time I need to text them and ask them a question. That was not the case a year ago. Not even close, right? But even if you don't have the close personal relationships like you and I might have, you can still learn from somebody from a distance, whether it be a podcast, whether it be a book, whether it be a, an Instagram live whether it be going to see somebody speak in person, you can still learn from people in different ways until you get yourself to where your leadership capacity is to a certain certain space to where really in that energy is at a certain level to where when you meet somebody at the level of a sharing lecture, you sold more books on finance than any other woman ever born. Um, there's, there's something that happens there energy-wise and relationships with a connectedness because oh, of where... Where they where they're like, yes, I want to be able to help you. Well, you know, I'm I'm big into investing, real estate, stock market, and all that. So whenever somebody says, Hey, I'm saving money, what should I invest in? To me, I'm like, the best investment is go buy a ticket to is you. What, what is your, what, invest in yourself. Five thousand at, at one of one of your meetings, yeah, ten thousand here. Anything, any of those will get you started. You will make more uh, out of being in that room with you in Vegas, not just because it's in Vegas, but because of the people <laughs> that are there. Although, although Vegas is the icing on the cake. But yeah, I, don't know if you, I don't know if you saw the video where we shot the other day with me and Brad. Oh, I, I did. But, yeah. but, you know, I, I, I've, I've always had a man crush on. On Brad Lee. That, that's after talking about, you know, transitioning and all that. But yeah, I, I, I met him with Coach Burt at, um, in Nashville. It was, it was oh, before yeah. Corona. Yeah, I was heavier. I was like 50 pounds yeah. more. But yeah. yeah. Brad's, Brad's, he's a phenomenal dude. Um, he's a really, really, really good dude, man. He's got a great heart for people. He's dropping bombs, um, man. Oh, dude, he's unbelievable. He's really working on himself. We sat down and we sat down in the boardroom. And, <laughs> it was an impromptu trip. Like I said, I just text him and Jonathan and one. I said, Hey, I'm actually in Vegas. Well, I knew I was in Vegas. I said, I'm in Vegas. I said, I'm here today. I'm flying out tomorrow. Can, can I sweet swing by around lunch and shoot some, shoot a couple shots downstairs, promo for the event? He said, Dude, come on. I'm in the boardroom. Come on, y'all come hang out. But that's, that's because you invested in yourself. That's, but oh. that's because you invested in yourself. You got yourself into these rooms. Mm -hmm. I, I mean, quite frankly, I would have never known you. I would have never met Sharon Lecter. I would have never met Coach Burt. I would have never Jared Glant, Grant Cardone. The list goes on and on. I would have never walked on fire. I, I got to meet Tony Robbins personally, Gary V. The list goes on. Ty Lopez. If I would have never invested, if I would have never had the courage and the belief that I could grow. Because for a little while, I graduated college, got my master's, still didn't get the, the cyber hugs from, from my mom. <laughs> but I'm like, that's it. I'm not learning anymore. Just like most people, because like, oh, college, that's it. Yeah, yeah. But my life changed once I started picking up those books. And th this is something that I never told you or anybody in the podcast was 
I started personal development because I was on my last interview. I, I, I worked full disclosure for Edward Jones, but I wanted to work for Raymond James. They were based out of Tampa, yada, yada, yada. I'm a Florida guy. Went through all their interviews. The last interview, what were the last three business personal development books that you read? And to me, it was like, uh, there was, there was silence because it's like, uh, well, I, 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 I read, I, I read fight club. Is, is that a personal development book? It's because I, I only read fiction or because one of my degrees is in history, you know, well, I, I can talk to you about world war two and the civil war. Does that count? And the interview ended. And but it was the best thing for me mm-hmm. because right then and there, I remember talking to my ex-wife and saying, "You know, I, I need personal development." And I took the job, but it was just that. And um, what happened was a uh, Tony Robbins, um, one of one of his coaches, did one of our raw 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 meetings for Edward Jones, and like, hey, buy one get one free. UPW, this will make you a better salesperson. Mm-hmm. Well, my ex-wife would, was huge into Tony Robbins. She read his books and all that. Mm-hmm. I only knew him as the shallow how guy. And I'm like, well, will, will he make me cry and all that? Because, you know, right. what the hell is personal development? And like five minutes, like half hour into the friggin' seminar, I'm crying to complete strangers and all that. But I got to say, everything happens for a reason. And that guy asking me in that interview about personal development books got me. That was the A. And that was the alpha. This isn't the omega because I've got plenty to go on my journey. But, you know, got me from there to where I'm where I currently am right now. Yeah, I love that, dude. I love that. It's huge. man. The the self-development space is huge. And it's, you know, um, I heard somebody say this, and I don't remember. I don't remember who I need to attribute this, but they said you have to when you when things happen to you like that situation with that job interview, you have to look at things happening for you and not to you. Oh, it clearly happened for you, not to you. And when you do that, dude, that that in and of itself game changer. It's 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 an absolute game changer for you when you look at it that way. Well, I, I could have been complete victim mode too, and go, "Oh my God, I didn't get the I didn't get the job." He, he was he was so mean to me. He was so racist, or he he hated LSU alums, or he was this, he was that. Because you know, we always we we never grow. It's always somebody else's fault. It's always somebody else's fault. Yep. You know, I, I I I even it's funny when you, whenever you hear people talk about their life story, they'll always talk about. What could have been? Well, hey, you know what? Enough. You didn't invest in Apple at twelve bucks. I know you. You weren't. You weren't in Google pre-IPO and all that. You didn't win the Heisman. You, you didn't go out for your high school basketball team or football team. So let, let's let's ring it forward. What can we do now? But they'll they'll still live in that past. Well, I could have. I could have. I could have married somebody else. I could have done this. I I I could have been the 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 next. I could have been the contender. I remember that my mom would force me to watch all these movies. I remember Marlon Brando saying that. I forgot what movie. Uh, I remember he said, now I'm just a Joe Palooka and all that. And I, I forgot what the name of the movie. It's one of his famous movies. And But that's what so many people. Okay. It's all a learning experience. We've all fallen. What are you going to do now? Let, let's Let's scratch the record. You can use that to sell whatever, because we're always in sales. I'm I'm selling people. You're selling people. Even if it's just, Hey, I want you to be my friend. That's a sale. Hey, I want you to go out on a date with me. That's a sale. Hey, I want you to hire me. I have to sell you, but you know, even going to the movie theaters, Hey, for only 29 cents more, you can have 5,000 more calories and this bucket-sized Coca-Cola. <laughs> 5,000 more calories. Not for me, baby. Day 55 a keto today, my friend. Uh, so to, so what, what's this book about? I, I didn't even know about it, dude. And you know I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Um, so the, the title of the book and the title, we've, we've, 
and all of this is kind of coming at one time. So the book coming out is going to be um, I'm called As the Leader Grows. Um, and it's it, it really kind of leans into, you know, John Maxwell's, um, which probably John's biggest book that he did was the 21 Laws of Leadership. And the first law is the law of the lid. Like we are always the lid. So as we grow as leaders, when our leadership capacity raises, whether we're in in the role of in the role of being a father, in the role of being a um, in the role of being an entrepreneur, a business owner, whatever role of leadership that we're in, that is our as we grow, everyone everyone around us has the ability to be able to grow as well. And it's the it's the Zig Ziglar or the Zig Ziglar quote the if we help enough people get what they want, eventually we'll get what we want. And it's the Chinese proverb um, is a rising tide lifts all boats. As we grow, and then in in that, we talk about three specific kind of pillars, which GSD is founded on. And that's helping business leaders um, build confidence, gain clarity, and create community. And the confidence part is huge for people. Like people aren't confident. And a lot of that, a lot of that comes from limiting beliefs as we talked about. There's, There's about six of them that we really, really address inside that book. Um, fear, scarcity, insecurity, comparison, shame, and su- even success. People, that, that's a limiting belief for a lot of people. So building confidence is number one, gaining clarity, helping people understand how to use proven strategies in their business to be able to grow their it, it literally, instead of we had this like shotgun mentality, we just want to blast out a bunch of stuff and hope it works. When really, if we'll get, if we will get focused on like literally like. 30 off six deer rifle focus. Like we're looking through a scope. If we'll get focused, man, we can be so much more productive. And then the last thing is really building community with like-minded entrepreneurs and business leaders. Like who am I doing life with? And in that, there, there are three spheres of relationship. Omar, all of us have to have in order to be successful. Number one, we've got to have our community. And our community is that large group of people. Our tribe is what Seth Godin calls it. So that would be 10X, BGSD, your community, your building. It, it's our community. It's a large group of people who have the same DNA, same, we're going the same direction, same passions. And then from our community, we have our circle. And our circle is those 10 or 12 people that we spend the most time. Like who are the people that you're hanging out with on the weekends, that you're doing life with, you're going to the gym with? And then from the circle, it gets down to the corner. Like who's in your corner? Like who are the one or two people that know you? Who are the one or two people that know everything about Omar? That know everything about Ken? I've got. I'm, I'm in Nate's in Atlanta. You know, Nate worked for John Maxwell forever. Nate and I've been friends for 20 years now. Nate's one of those guys that knows pretty much everything. Dude, he knows the behind the curtain look of what's going on in my life. Like he knows everything. I've got guys like Sean Lovejoy. I've got people like Sharon Lecter. I've got people that have a 10,000 foot view of my life. They're able to speak into my life and help me with direction and, and help me avoid the landmines and potholes that are coming on the road of life or the road of business that I, or the road of relationships that I don't know that, that are there. And so those three spheres of relationships or influence are huge for us. Well, I'd, I'd have to add one more. Not you, me, Zig Ziglar, John Maxwell. We're all very spiritual. Yes. Yeah, we are. Most definitely. Uh, I mean, I, I, I mean, I, I'm, I'm Catholic, but we all, we all have that same belief. We all have that belief system, and I, I'm not afraid to say it. You know, I pray to Jesus. We all pray to Jesus. Yeah. And all that. All four of us. And I'm not trying to say. I'm not trying to have a campfire revival, but I also do believe that people that believe in something whether the other religions not, we're all Christian, but if we believe in a higher power and that we believe our lives are to serve, to serve in the name of Christ, to serve in the name of God, to serve in whoever the other people, you know, whatever you believe in that, that that's, that, that's like the extra to me. That's part of like the rocket fuel to success. Yeah. Yeah. So faith is huge for me. Obviously in the last 25 years, I spent half of it in full-time vocational ministry. Pastoring churches and planning churches. Um, it's funny when I spoke at Tenex headquarters that time. When I got done, I was walking in the back of the room. Richie Dolan and Jared were standing in the back of the room. They were like, dude, you're really good. 
I said, dude, I've been on stages for 20 years from several hundred people every Sunday to 20,000 people speaking in front of, you know, huge, you know, in the palace at Auburn Hills and huge, huge arenas around the country. And I've been doing this for a long time. And part of that is, part of that was my faith. Part of that was my time in, you know, in full-time vocational ministry. Because you're alive. You're, you're doing what, yeah. what God, Jesus, and the universe. Yeah, people doing. ask me all the time. They said, do you miss full-time ministry? And parts of, parts of pastoring churches and people, yes, I miss. But I get to, I get to help people now, Omar, that would never step foot in my church on Sunday. I get to make an impact and a difference in people's lives for people that would never come because they've either been, they're just turned off by quote unquote organized religion, which that's not really what we are, but that's what they think we are. Um, they're put off by church. They got hurt by a church leader. They've heard bad things about a church, all of those types of things. And dude, I'm able, I'm able to help and I'm able to help people win and help minister to people. And we've got a, we've got a girl in our community right now. We actually two huge things in our community right now. One, one of our um, our girls and one of our ladies in our community, she's got thirty eight year old son, had a stroke and two strokes. She came home like a month ago, and we did a GoFundMe and raised several thousand dollars for for him because he has no insurance. Now she's having to take care of the kids. Another thing we did was we've got another we got another um, lady who's got a pretty severe bout of cancer right now. She's going through radiation, so we're constantly encouraging, praying for. I mean, it's like that community that we have at Gross Dad Drive isn't just an entrepreneurial community where we're going after and we're going, hey, we're going to move the revenue when it comes to money and we're going to move the needle when it comes to revenue and we're going to do all these things. It literally is building relationships with these people because when you have relationships at a, at a spiritual level and not surface relationships, dude, it's, it's a really, really cool thing. And Omar, it's what people are longing for. People ask me all the time. They say, Ken, what's GSD? What's a gross that drive like? I tell them all the time. It's like the church that I planted and 10X got together and had a baby. That's what it's like. It's like an unbelievable, authentic community of business leaders who want great, great relationships, but they want to move the revenue, they want to move the needle when it comes to revenue in their business. They want to grow personal, professional, and financial. I love that. Amen. And one final note, Ken, how do we find you? Where do we find you? How, how do we get a hold of you? Yeah, at Ken Jocelyn, K-E-N-J-O-S-L-I-N on Instagram, um, growstackdrive.com. That's grow, stack, like you're stacking wins, and then drive, like baby, you're rolling down the road, growstackdrive.com. Um, our, our event we got coming, growstackdrive.com forward slash Vegas. Um, dude, we've got some unbelievable things coming down the coming down the pipe, dude. Unbelievable stories, dude. I mean, business owners. Um, I've got a sales guy in South Carolina who literally just on our just on our calendaring system and how we're doing our new planners. Um, dude, his sales this year in June, um, the first six months of the year last year, he was right at two hundred seventy five thousand. Hit over seven hundred grand in sales this year. He's one of the top HVAC sales guys in the country and, all, and almost tripled his sales in, in the first six months of this year, just by literally implementing our calendaring system that we talk about, implementing our morning routine that we talk about, um, really grabbing hold of the principle, the concept that, that we created called incremental, not monumental, small daily discipline decisions over time, always, always, always equal monumental results. Success cannot escape you if you do the right things every single day. So, dude, we've got some unbelievable stories, testimonies on our on our page from people all across the country at all different levels. Let me say this real quick. Sure. The one thing that I love about our community is the diversity. Like in our last boot camp, um, I took a picture of one of our guys. It was the last day. I think my buddy Carlos Reyes was speaking. I took a picture of a guy named Doug. He was in the back. Dude, he, had, he had our planner. Dude, he had, it was a page full of notes. I mean, dude, he had notes. It's the second day. You know, we, we go long. People are a little tired. They're right. It's right at kind of 4.30, quarter to five. Um, I got up that day and I, I took a picture of my phone and I gave it to the, the production team. I said, why don't you get this picture ready for me? And I put it up there and I said, guys, one of the things I love about our community is the diversity. We've got guys in here that are trying to make six figures for the first time. We've got people in here who've made six figures for the first time. We've got people in here that are, that are at seven figure businesses. We've got 
eight-figure businesses in here. And then I put that picture up there. And I put that picture of Doug. And I said, Doug, what's your goal this year? He said, $250,000. I said, $250,000 for what, Doug? He goes, a day in revenue. He goes, our goal this year is $250,000 a day in revenue. That's almost, he's almost at nine figures. And I said, and here he is the second day of our boot camp, And he's taken more notes probably the entire room has together. You want to know why? His business is close to doing 100 million this year. Because he is a constant learner. And that's the one thing about our community. There's a testimony or a story about our community. And that's probably the one that I'm probably the most proud of. Well, I love you, Ken. And, you know, thank you for the opportunity and all. And, you know, it's not goodbye. It's just goodbye for this podcast. But we got got plenty of 10Xs, plenty of Grant Cardone licensee functions. You're coming to Vegas, dude. You owe me a boot camp. We got to get you to boot camp. <laughs> and like, like I said, as long as it's if there's no travel soccer, you know, and, and it's my 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 favorite city. Been been over a hundred times, so yeah, definitely. Yeah. Hey, I, I love you. Thanks I love you too, my friend. Thank you so much. Okay, brother. I never told no one that. My whole life I've been holding back Every time I load my gun up So I can shoot for the stars I hear a voice like Who do you think you are? Negative thoughts come to mind When I start thinking bold Like why you chasing dreams? Aren't you getting kind of old? I knew I needed help I had no self-confidence Didn't believe in myself I tried not to feel or listen to my intuition To start a business But before I even started I feel like it's finished You got a vision And let me say I don't care if they're your blood Got the same DNA They can't feel how you feel They can't see what you see Wanna change your life You gotta change the way you think Good thoughts in your mind Is the boss of your life Nothing but good vibes Every day I'm thinking like What if it did work? What if you took action And made it happen And started living inside of your purpose? What if it did work? Right now you can make the choice To never listen to that negative voice No more The hardest prison to us Escape is our own mind. I was trapped inside that prison all for a long time. To make it happen, you gotta take action. Just imagine what if it did work.